Welcome to the Chronic Spoonful podcast, where we discuss real life with real chronic illness. Each week, we'll cover an aspect of real life spoony living and what that can mean for different chronic illnesses. We hope this will be a place you can go for updated spoony info and where you'll find humor because, you know, we're a little crazy, important information, and community. As a disclaimer, we just want to remind you that, yes, we'll be talking about chronic illness and health information, but we are not your doctor. Everyone's chronic illness is different, and we are absolutely not MDs, so we are not qualified to give you medical advice. We're going to tell you unequivocally to discuss anything we talk about on this podcast with your doctor. Hi, and welcome back, everyone. Again, now that we've gone through all our disclaimers, let's go through what's new and noteworthy this week. Woohoo! Yay! We hope you all had a great week. Uh, feel free to share it with us in the Facebook group and uh, let us know how you guys have been doing. We have had an interesting week. I am flaring this week, so I'm in a super positive mood. As Nicole knows, <laughs> I hate live text messages, all the ups and downs of chronic illness. And so, yeah, I'm super sore this week, guys. It hurts everywhere. And also, been sleeping all the time. Um, and Nicole, how are you doing this week? Um, you know, since before, I mean, I'm still flaring from before, so I'm feeling it a lot in the big joints. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty tired. Um, but I mean, aside from that, uh, I saw the surgeon at some point here, I'm going to need a double hip replacement, um, from the degenerative arthritis and the prednisone use, the lupus attacking the joints. Um, so we're, I'm, I'm hopefully holding off until spring with that. Um, so the joys of chronic illness. So Nicole and I are in really great moods this week. Yeah. We pretty much hate the world. <laughs> so obviously, this is going to be an episode on how to be positive. No, not really. <laughs> not really. We are always positive, guys. Don't you worry. It's going to be a happy episode. <laughs> always full of laughs. If we sound a little bitter. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Just tired, everybody. Just tired. Because that's kind of what it's been. It's just been like sore, hot, and tired. And uh, that's it. So, but there are some things going on in the world that I think are worth us talking about. And obviously the first one is what everyone is talking about. And that's Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka and, you know, mental illness in sports. And I don't know if I want to, you know, it's, I guess it's mental illness, um, but it's also self-care. Yeah. Mental health care. It's, it's taking care of self and, and what that means. And we're going to do an episode on this soon. We have, we've reached out to a couple um, professionals in the field of, um, you know, psychology. And I think that's really important for us to have someone who's an expert talk more about this. Yes. You know, not that Nicole and I haven't worked in mental health long, you know, for long periods of time, but the key is to like really bring on someone who can speak more in depth about it. However, you know, we just want to put it out there that self-care is really important. I mean, I applaud what Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka both did Me you know, too. when we pulled out of Wimbledon and because she was dealing with her anxiety and everything and in, in with the press. And by the way, the press 
can be very oppressive and very anxiety producing. And Simone had the twisties and I'm sorry, I don't need her to perform for me if she has the twisties, which is the silliest name for something that is so serious. Yeah. And I don't want her breaking her neck and not being able to do what she does because she hasn't taken care of her mental health. Right. It's not fair to her. It's not. And if you go back and you look at like Carrie Strug, right. And, and we'll talk more about this, who was pushed to perform with like a broken ankle. Yeah. It's not okay. Like not she should all. never have been pushed to do that. Mm-mm. She should never have been pushed to do that vault on like one leg. No. And people applauded that like, oh, she pushed through it. Well, no, none of us should have to push through it. I pushed through stuff for years because I thought that's what you were supposed to do. Me too. And you know what? It deteriorated my body faster than it should have. Like I, I understand my chronic illness, what it does, but I probably could have had better quality of life right now if I hadn't pushed through so much. Most definitely. So I applaud both of them. I applaud the, you know, I really want to have more on this conversation. So. Cause we uh, really need to normalize boundaries and that it is okay to have them. And yeah. that if that, and then if other people feel disappointed, how other people react to you and what they feel about what you do is not your concern. Yeah. Your concern is for your mental health and your health in general. And sometimes when that happens, a lot of people are going to feel disappointed. That is not your problem. Yes, I agree. And as I told this very privileged woman on Twitter, <laughs> she doesn't own Simone Biles. Simone Biles is not here to perform for her. She doesn't own her. The U.S. doesn't own her. She's not her slave. Nope. Because there was definitely a race tone to that, too. So that was a purposeful word that I used. <laughs> I but, love it. Um, yeah. There, because there is a racial undertone to this also. Yes, by there the is. And it was a very entitled person who was very upset that Simone wouldn't perform. And I was like, you don't own her. She is Mm -hmm. not your slave. She doesn't, she's not here for your entertainment. Mm -mm. She's not, she's not, it's not what just because she's competing in the U S Olympics. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it does not make her our property. No, she is a human being. We need to remember that whether it's our boss whether it's our parent, no, you don't own me. No. Like I, my mental health has to come first. And remember it's the airplane metaphor. I need to put the mask on first so I can take care of all these other things. Because if I don't put the mask on me, none of that other stuff is going to get taken care of properly. And I get it guys. I mean, it really is. It's not always easy to do. This has been a, for me, a year of really learning boundaries, setting boundaries, making sure they're clear, um, focusing on my self-worth and, you know, just areas where I don't feel worthy, um, or have a struggle with, you know, and it's really, really important that we normalize our individual health. We are a separate entity from our families, from everybody. And we really need to take care of ourselves. Yeah. And this is a good time to do it. Yeah. Because our next topic is the ever lovely COVID. COVID. Yes. And the wonderful variants Mm -hmm. that is setting us back. It's setting everything back. Yeah. And I, I know people are really angry and they feel betrayed because we're having to go back to wearing masks and we're having to go back to being careful and they're worried about, you know, setting restrictions again. 
and the possibility of lockdowns again. And I get it. I get that people are disappointed, you know, and they feel like the, the White House is going back on what they said because they were like, if we get vaccinated, we'll go back to, you know, our regular lives. Well, when they said that, they didn't really know the Delta variant was going to come and smack us in the face Um, because they thought people would get vaccinated. Well, this is still very new waters. You know, we have to, we have to be willing to accept that this is not, you know what I'm saying? We have not lived, had a pandemic since what, 1918, 1917. Now, come on guys. I mean, this is all new navigating water, new waters, and there is going to be a lot of changes. We've got to learn to roll with the punches and use common sense and do our own research too, to protect ourselves. Yes. And so I, don't think we should be looking at the White House and going, oh my gosh, you betrayed me. Right. This is terrible. I think we need to look at it like, okay, this is a new variant. This people aren't getting vaccinated. We need we need to take a step back. And that's all it is, is one step back, guys. This is not 10 steps back. This is one step back. We have to wear masks. And the the other step is to encourage people who can get vaccinated to get vaccinated. I know people have hesitancy because this is an mRNA vaccine. They they don't understand it. People think it's going to change their DNA. It is not going to change their DNA. There's no microchips in the, there are not microchips in the vaccine. I mean, do like encourage them to really do some reading on it. It's... It's all in the science. And if they don't understand science, explain the science to them. (laughs) Because heaven knows most of us have done so much medical reading, we actually understand the science. Because here's, here's the deal. A lot of us have autoimmune diseases and either we've been vaccinated and we know the vaccine probably isn't really working for us or we can't get vaccinated because there's allergies involved. There, the our doctors have said not to get vaccinated because of the certain type of illnesses we have. We're, our, our community is very much at risk. Very, very much at risk. This variant is crazy. Yes. This is the crazy variant and it may not be the craziest of all the variants coming. That's right. That's even scarier. People aren't getting vaccinated. And so they're incubators for these variants. And kind of, you know, Nicole and I have been talking about this all along. Everything we were worried about is happening. Uh And everyone knows I'm always right. (laughs) Well, come on, of course. (laughs) Okay, okay. It might just be because we follow the science. (gasps) No, it really is that we've been been reading the science. Um, If you guys, I really recommend, if you guys want to follow someone really good to follow, follow Lori Garrett. On, um, she she tweets out a lot of, of stuff. Um, follow her on Twitter. Follow what she has to say. She is really good at following the science, and she tweets out a lot of stuff that's easy for people to understand. Yeah, she's really helpful in understanding what's going on. I really recommend her. Um, she's also she also does a lot of interviews on like MSNBC and CNN and stuff. But she she's very easy to understand, and she she's a scientist. This is what she does. But you guys stay. I, we just really want you guys to stay safe. Yeah. Wear masks. Don't go to Lollapalooza. Oh, 
please. Don't get me started. I'm so mad. And you know what, you guys, I I, want to bring something up too. Um, There's a big debate going on in the medical profession right now. Um, Some medical providers are really against being quote unquote forced to get this vaccine. And there's a lot of, there, there are some very ignorant medical professionals. You have the right, if any medical professional comes in your room, regardless of where you are, to ask that medical professional to put on a mask if they don't have one on, first of all. And secondly, you can say, have you been vaccinated? If they refuse to tell you, you can say, you can get out of my room and get me a new nurse, doctor, whatever. Um, I want that. I want you to understand that that is imperative. No nurse or doctor, I'm sorry, should be working without a vaccine. They should not. They're around chronically ill, terminally ill, um, and very compromised patients. I, I saw the other day on TikTok, it was very, very disturbing. A cancer nurse and a hospice nurse laughing about not wearing masks, not wearing um, PPE um, in, in front of patients who are terminally ill and have cancer. I think a lot of a lot of people don't realize that they have, they, they do have rights and they have a voice, mm-hmm. you know, they have a say in who comes in their room, who gets to treat them, yep. use it, yes. use those rights. The more you use them, the more the hospital boards, the state boards, um, that they'll hear it. Yes. And if you see people and you're concerned that they're doing stuff like that and you have their name, you can report them to the, to the, um, the board in their state. And because we need to be safe and all this talk about all this talk about, well, I have a right to not be vaccinated. I have my rights. Well, sure you do. You have, you know, you have your rights, but I have rights too. And your right to not be vaccinated does not trump my right to be safe and public health matters. And this is the big debate right now is we have a right to, for, to have good public health. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to start seeing, I think, some real backlash mm-hmm. um, from people who are vaccinated, mm-hmm. from people who are chronically ill, from people who have children who can't get vaccinated yet, that want their children to be safe. I think there's going to be a huge backlash against these unvaccinated people. And think there's going to be some crackdowns on these unvaccinated people. And it's going to be rough for a little while, guys. Mm-hmm. This, this Delta variant is really bringing out the divides in mm-hmm. the country between this. I don't get it. I don't get not being vaccinated Mm-mm. when your life matters. I get the fear, but hesitation. you know, yeah, I understood the hesitation. I yes. did, but we're getting to a point where these variants are getting very dangerous. And now it's like, it's your, it's your life. Yeah. It's your life that matters now. You're 98% protected against from, from being vented and dying. So people that are vaccinated, because I hear a lot of people saying, well, I, uh, right now they're saying that vaccinated people can carry the, the Delta variant as easily as chicken pox, and it can spread as easily as chicken pox. Okay, but those people more than likely are not going to be on a vent or even have to go to the hospital. And from the nurses I'm talking to, they told me that when people are coming in and they're, they're minutes from respiratory distress and going into cardiac failure, that they are saying, can I get the vaccine? now? Can I get it now? I'm so sorry I didn't get it. And they're, they're hysterical because they know there's a good chance they're not coming out of the hospital. Yeah. And by the way, that is too late. It is very, it is completely too late. Yeah. There's, there's the vaccine doesn't work at that point. It's a vaccine. It's not, it's not a medication given to treat a symptom. Right. So yeah, you guys, there's, I mean, I I know we're kind of beating this horse a little bit, but 
do some research, look into it. If you haven't gotten vaccinated, talk to your doctor, really take care of yourselves and be really careful out there. Mask, double mask, do what you need to do. Um, and, and I think that's going to lead us into our, our, our topic today, because we're going to talk about personal hygiene, which sounds like a really weird topic maybe to talk about when we're talking about chronic illness, because you're like, <laughs> well, you guys are going to teach us how to wash our hands. Isn't this like a second grade topic, personal <laughs> hygiene? But no, we're not just going to like talk about like how to wash your hands. You know, we keep, we talk about washing our hands a lot when we're talking about COVID and, and that's all fine. But when we talk about personal hygiene, we're really talking about spoons in this, in this episode. And our personal hygiene takes up a lot of our spoons. Yeah. You know, we talk about our bodily hygiene, showering, bathing. We talk about our dental hygiene, brushing our teeth, flossing. We talk about changing our sheets, washing our clothes. Right there, I'm exhausted thinking about all I have to do. My God, me too. Right? Like, I'm like, um, that's like 82 spoons and I have five today. <laughs> right? It really does. It really does. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so much stuff. Oh my so, God, I'm tired talking about it. <laughs> I know, I'm like, I'm dying. I can't do all that. Oh. I don't even know if I can brush my teeth. And there are days, you guys, where seriously brushing my teeth is... I don't know. That's all the spoons I got. Yep. Going back to bed now. Yep. Um, and that's forcing myself to brush my teeth. It is high. so personal hygiene, I think, is a struggle for a lot of us. I think we wanted to talk today about like our, what what is personal hygiene for us and how can we make it a little easier on ourselves sometimes? Yeah. What are some struggles we have with personal hygiene? So maybe we can start with dental hygiene because I think, I think dental hygiene is probably one of the easier things for us. And I mean, easy because it's just one thing and it's usually like two or three minutes. It's usually when we first wake up in the morning and before we go to bed at night kind of thing. And for most of us, it's not the thing that takes up the most spoons it's still not always easy, so I'm not going to claim that, but brushing your teeth two times a day, like I have two different toothbrushes. I have a, I have like a Sonic Care and I have a regular toothbrush. And some days, most days I can use the Sonic Care twice a day, but some days if I, like if I have a migraine, it's just regular toothbrush day. Yeah. Because that's Sonic Care. No way. <laughs> no way. That thing goes right through my head. Yeah. I, so I've got, well, I have a regular toothbrush because I also, my dentist gives me a special fluoride toothpaste okay. that I have to use on my teeth. And that's just also having EDS. We have really bad teeth. And you know, it's, it's interesting because gum disease is associated with an increased risk of developing heart disease. It increases the risk of bacterial infection in the bloodstream, which can mm -hmm. affect your heart valves. So it really is very important to have good, you know, dental hygiene. Yes. So it's, it's one of the things I think we need to make sure we prioritize taking care of. And one of the things that I think people skip over the most, uh, because you know, we're just like, eh, brushing my teeth, whatever. Or they'll be like, oh, I'll just like use some mouthwash. 
but actual brushing is really important. Yes. Just because you have bad teeth doesn't mean you should skip it. Like I was told at 16, my teeth were naturally decalcifying and I would have dentures early. So, but that doesn't mean that I shouldn't take care of my teeth. Not at all. Probably it means just, just the I opposite for you. Better care of my teeth, yeah. right? Yeah, just let me just say college, not the best time <laughs> for taking care of your teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, brushing my teeth two times a day after a while became much more of a priority. That's the recommendation. They recommend you change your toothbrush every three to four months. Flossing is important. Flossing two times a day. Sometimes some dentists might say, don't use a floss. They might have you use those little trees instead. Mm-hmm. Um, I like trees better than floss. They're really fun. I don't like the trees at all. I hate them. <gasps> I they drive it. me nuts. Really? Yes. I cannot use them. See, but you know, you're right. Cause a dentist will tell you, Hey, I prefer you to use the trees because of a, B or C. So you're right. It's good mm-hmm. to ask your doctor, which is the best for my, my particular mouth. Correct. And, and that's the thing. Like some, some people I know are on special mouthwashes yeah, yeah. because of things going on in their mouth or like some, um, Sjogren's you get really dry mouth. So which affects your health. Right. So there's special mouthwashes mm-hmm. that you may want to use. So seeing your dentist is really, really important. And you're, you should see your dentist every six months. Yes. Twice a year is the recommendation. Yes. And they will give you recommendations for what to do inside your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're like me though, you see your dentist way more often because my mouth is just on fire guys. Ugh. Yes. I'd rather go to the gynecologist than to the dentist. I know it sounds weird. I don't like anyone in my mouth or touching my eyes. I do. <laughs> I just don't like it, man. It bothers you are me. Like, you are like a majority of people. Most people <sighs> hate going to the dentist. <sighs> really. Most people yeah. do. And I, I am the person that walks in and people are like, Hey, Kelly, how you doing? Cause you're there so often. Cause I'm there so often. <laughs> really like they know me. It's we are on, like, I know their lives. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice to know your dentists. It's nice to know their lives, but really I would just prefer that my mouth wasn't on fire all the time. There was a point where they couldn't do a tooth cleaning in my mouth because there were so many emergencies mm. like, Oh, Oh, we're going to do a tooth cleaning. And then they get in and they're like, mm, no, sorry. You need another root canal. <sighs> That sucks. Yeah. I mean, finally we're, we did a cleaning and it's all good. My mouth actually feels really good right now, but still got to see the periodontist and all these people, you guys take care of your mouths. That's, but don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it because here's the thing. It feels really good to have a clean mouth. It feels really good to have a clean mouth. It's so good for your health. And for those of you that wear dentures, because I know with some of our illnesses, our teeth get so bad that we end up having to wear dentures. It's mm. just, it's just what the disease is. Not nothing bad. Just make sure you're keeping your dentures also really clean. Like don't wear your dentures overnight. Make sure you're soaking them. Don't in soak cool them. water. Cool Do not water. use hot water or real warm water because that will shrink the dentures. And then guess what? They don't fit in your mouth. And then you get to buy a whole new pair out of pocket. Yeah. Cause dental insurance covers about crap. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's dental dental insurance is not the best, guys. No, it covers a little, but not a lot. Not yeah, um, not and, what you need. And make sure you're stuff. brushing your dentures. Yes, like, daily. if you get out all the guck and goo, yeah. and you know, because like the 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 denture adhesive gets stuck in there. Yeah, you want to get all that off. And you want to like get out any like food particles that are stuck on there. Cause again, that can also hold bacteria, Yes. but then you're sticking back in your mouth. Right. And you don't want bacteria stuck in your mouth that causes Mm -hmm. gum disease and everything else. That's right. Which is kind of the key point. It's like your teeth are your teeth, but gum disease is really, that's what caught, that's what brings the bacteria into your body. Yeah. Which is why dental hygiene is so important. And with chronic illness, we just don't need to bring anything else. We sure don't into our bodies. And, and I know like we like, so, but this is like where I think a lot of us, we don't need to give too many spoons, really brushing your teeth. It's like two minutes. Yeah. You should brush your teeth for about two minutes. Yeah. And then floss a couple times a day. That's a couple minutes and you can floss literally from your bed. Yeah, you can. Do not floss like a friend of mine that used to floss in his office while he was in meetings with his assistant. Oh, do not girl. do that. That's so gross. Yeah, we nicknamed him Floss Boss. <sighs> and if he's listening, he totally knows who, who I'm talking. He totally knows what <sighs> I'm talking about him. Vile. It's like picking your teeth on a plane. I'm picking your feet on a plane. Yeah, don't do that. <sighs> Just don't do that. It's it's gross. Yeah. But these things are like, br- you can't necessarily brush your teeth from your bed per se, cause you, you need a sink, but you, you can, can you can, I have a lot of patients that were in the hospital that we would give them a, like a big cup of water Pitcher of water. Yeah. And then they had the little thing you spit out into and that's, yeah. they couldn't get out of bed. So you can, if you are really weak, you absolutely can do it from bed. True. That's actually true. Pitcher of water, a thing to spit out mm-hmm. in you can flush from there. Mm-hmm. You can floss from your bed. You guys, yep. there's ways to work around this. Um, if you're feeling really weak, if some, if you have, you know, if you can, bring that to you. But flossing is like just something you can do while you're watching TV. It's, yes. I mean, I, that's what I do. I sit down there with my little trees and I'm watching TV. Just keep the trees away from the dog. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. They will try to run off with them. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So that's dental hygiene, but that's, so that's kind of your mouth. Then there's your, like your body. Yeah. And taking care of your body and bodily hygiene, I think we struggle with a lot more, like the bathing and washing your hair. Yeah, it's hard. It takes a lot of spoons. Hard. Like I can't shower on a daily basis. I don't, I can't even shower, I think, every couple days. So I do a lot of um like sponge baths. Sponge baths, like get a washcloth, maybe wipe myself down. Uh-huh. Make sure like I kind of don't stink, but like I, if I shower every day, my, my skin starts peeling oh, wow. off my body. It's, I just get very dry. Also, it takes so many spoons for me to shower. So, it takes a lot out of us. It really I get, does. I get very dehydrated from a shower. Like as soon as I'm done with a shower, I have to, I, I drink an entire bottle of water. And didn't you say that was common in EDS? Yes. Or pots. I think it's common in pots. Okay. Yeah. I have to immediately sit down and drink a bottle of water. 
Whereas like people, other people I know are like, I am lovely after a shower. I'm so good. And I'm like, I'm so envious. Well, I have to take my showers in the evening unless like I'm, I have like a hot flash or something. I mean, but not because I don't have, if I, if I try to do it before my part-time job that, that takes too many spoons for me and I won't be able to make it through my day. So there's no way I could wash my hair and, and shower. I wash my hair an entirely separate day because it takes a lot out of me. Yeah. And that's very common too. Um, I plan out that I plan those days separately, like a body shower where you shave and everything. That's a separate day than the day you wash your hair. Absolutely. Now I also don't wash my hair frequently. You guys probably all think I'm really gross, but I also have like super, super dry hair. So I wash my hair at most once a week. That's actually a recommendation from hairdressers. Yeah. I mean, that's at most once a week, Mm -hmm. um, probably every 10 days is pretty common for me. Um, but that's what my hair can take. No one ever notices it's been 10 days. Like you, you never see grease in my hair, Mm -hmm. which is why it's so dry. And I put oil in it every single day. I can't do mine more than um, twice a week because it would fall out. I'm biracial and um, the kind of hair I have literally would fall out. It would get, it's so dry already, but it would fall. My hair, when I was washing it more often was so damaged, it was awful. So I cannot, I I normally do once a week. Right. And, and, but by the way, then I know people though, they can't go more than a couple days and their hair is like so grimy that they have to wash it. They just do. Um, now you can train your hair to go a little longer. There's sometimes like you just have to suffer with it and then train your hair. It just depends on you. And so like bathing is really a subjective thing for people. Now, sub- by subjective, it means please don't let yourself get gross because you carry, you carry, you carry germs. Now I'm not saying we need to be germophobic, Right but you carry certain germs on your body, which then you're going to carry to your clothes, to your bed, to your pillow and all that stuff. So you have to remember that you're carrying that stuff on your body. And in some of it's okay, guys, it's not like, you also have to know there are times you're going to have to take a shower. Like, sorry, if you fell in the mud, you really need to take a shower. If you were in a place where if you went out to a place and you're the only and you're the only one wearing a mask and no one else is wearing a mask and you're really worried about like COVID, go home and take a shower. It's yeah. just a really good idea to do. You know, so there's just it's a really subjective thing about how often you need to shower. Make sure you're you're bathing regularly. Make sure you some people can't take showers, you have to take a bath too. But bathe on a regular basis. Just make sure you're bathing on a regular basis. Plan it out ahead of time. Know how many spoons you're, you you can give to it. But you do need to bathe on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes in between, you will need to somewhat sponge bathe yourself. Because there, you know, we do carry staff on our skin. You, you want to be careful because, you know, if you cut, get a cut or something, you know, that's what can get into the bloodstream and stuff. So you want to make sure that, that, you know, hygiene is very important with, with, you know, at least wiping yourself down with soap and water and, or getting in the shower. If you're up to it, having someone help you with a sponge bath, maybe you could even sit in the tub while someone helps you. Um, But it is important to keep your skin clean. Exactly. Exactly. And then like for your hair, if you 
if you're not feeling like you can wash it and you're one of those people that like really after a couple of few days, you're like, oh my gosh, my hair is disgusting. And I just don't have the spoons. There are things like dry shampoo, dry conditioner that you can put in your hair that can help you on those days. You just kind of spray it on your hair and brush and comb it out and it's good to go. And so those are like lifesavers on days. You just don't have the spoons to deal with it. And, and there's, there's natural dry shampoos that you can try different kinds, depending on if you have like chemical sensitivities or you want to be humane, there's all different kinds out there like that you can try. Like I have a specific one that I like that's cruelty-free and all natural. And cause I like that. And then you can get ones that work on dark hair better and ones that work on light hair better. There's all kinds of all kinds of them out there. So dry shampoos, dry conditioners, lifesavers. Definitely. You also want to keep your um, brushes and combs clean. It's something that I think a lot of us forget about. We just kind of like throw our brushes and combs aside and we're like, cool. Yeah. And we forget to wash them out. Yeah. (laughs) And there's so much bacteria on them because we carry so much bacteria on our head, you know, our hair. And we're like, 10 years later, we've never cleaned our brushes or combs. And we're like, ew, what's all that gunk? And we're like, oh gosh, we've never cleaned them. So there's, there's a couple things you can do. You can wash them periodically. If you have the energy to do that, you can get some, like, you can go to like Sally's Beauty Supply or even on Amazon, there's like this barbicide stuff. And you can kind of just throw your brushes and combs in it. That's what the, the, like a lot of stylists use. Um, and it just like cleans it immediately. Like it just takes care of all those things that are on it, but just kind of make sure you're keeping those clean, like periodically clean those. Cause that just helps keep the bacteria out of your, off your head yeah. and also make sure you're periodically cleaning anything that goes on your head. Yeah. People forget to clean their hats, their hair scarves, scrunchies they're, they're scrunchies because scrunchies are back guys thankfully I, i've always worn them so <laughs> i know but like i've got one on my head right now yes, i love them but yeah like hair scars especially if you're wearing any type of hair products in your hair like we oil our hair when we're when we're braiding hair when we put up our hair you know the things we put in our hair it, it just gets unstopped guys. And it, and those things hold on to bacteria and it stays on it. Mm-hmm. We always forget to wash them. We it's just true. Really, we forget it. We hang them back up or we put them in a bin or we throw them in there. Yeah. We forget to wash them. Yeah. Scarves too, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the hair wraps and mm-hmm. hair scarves and even scarves you wear around your neck because you're, you know, breathing to that and everything, you know, make sure you're washing those too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know like we're probably scaring everybody with all this hygiene stuff. And you're probably <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I don't have the spoons to wash all this stuff. We're not saying you have to wash it every day. And you can Mm-mm. throw a lot of this stuff just in with your regular laundry. Yeah. Don't think like, and it doesn't have to be like every time you wear it, just Mm-mm. periodically be like, oh, I'm doing a lot of laundry. I'll throw in some of the scarves. Yeah, my I- hats and stuff. And you can throw your scrunchies in with your laundry and everything. Yeah. Just, it just you know, periodically be like, oh, I haven't washed that in a while. 
throw it on the laundry because you're going to do your laundry anyway. So you might as well throw some of those things in there. Okay. So that's kind of bathing, right? And just make sure like you're taking care of your body in the way you need to take care of your body, but you're keeping yourself clean. Because here's the thing. A lot of us are really subjected to infection very easily. We hurt very easily. So we have to adjust our schedules to take care of our bodies. And I think most of you are like, uh, you guys, we already know this part. Like we talk all the time about how many spoons we have to give to that. Okay. We got you there, but have you thought about how often you have to change your bed sheets? Nicole, how often do we have to change our bed sheets? Every two weeks, every one to two weeks. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be actually one week, but they say you can go to. Right. I'm going to say probably a lot of you out there are like, what? I don't have spoons for that. A lot of us don't have spoons to change our bed sheets once, like to change and wash our bed sheets once a week. Come on. That's a lot of work. I mean, I'm exhausted thinking about that right now. I don't have to change my bed sheets today, guys. Mm -mm. I just don't like you heard me earlier. I'm cranky and I'm like, you want me to do what? That's crazy. I get that. Yeah. Can't you just give me bed sheets that like kill germs? Cause I don't want to change up. Okay. I just got to add in real quick. I saw the advertisement the other day for sheets that I guess don't have to be washed for three months. They're made out of like a, some special material. Google it. And my mom sent it to me in a, uh, in a, like a, what do you call it? In a text. And I'm like, I'm sorry. That just grossed me out so bad. But I was like, it's a brilliant idea. But at the same time, I'm like, but people sweat and, you know, other things on sheets and, and it's still, no, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't think I'm comfortable with that either. Like, I mean, okay, fine. If, if they're that good, then maybe I could last a month. If they're that good, maybe they could wash themselves. Well, there you go. They can just walk to the washing machine. Yeah. Oh, let's work on sheets that can do that. But if that. any of you want to want to get them and try them, I'm really happy to listen to. Me the, too. I'm like, totally curious. Yeah. Right. If if like you want to like blacklight those things and tell Heck me. Heck yeah. <laughs> I would love that. Let's blacklight them. <laughs> and if you do blacklight them, we want to see the video. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like blacklight them and I want to see. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm so curious because like I'm a hot sleeper guy. Is it me those too. are not gonna work for me? Oh no. Um, and and by the way, also the dogs sleep on my bed. So well, yeah, so weird, but so it's like once one to two weeks for your bed sheets. That's a lot of spoons every one to two weeks, guys. And especially if you only have like one set of bed sheets. So it might be worth it to peer, like when you can get yourself some extra sets of bed sheets. Maybe only every couple months you have to do the laundry for those bed sheets. Because if every time you have to change your bed sheets, you have to launder them. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of spoons, guys. That's just a lot of spoons. It really is. So it just might be worth it to like try to invest in at least one extra set of bed sheets. Just alternate them. 
but oh man, like, oh, yeah, awesome. you know, Kelly brought up a good, a good point. It's great to have extras of, of anything you can, extra toothbrushes, extra hair ties, extra sheets, extra pillowcases. That way, when you change them, just chuck them in the laundry basket and leave them for, you know, a couple of weeks, three weeks, whatever you need before you get the energy to do your laundry. And then yep. you, you don't have to worry about all that. Hey, that's yeah. Extras of anything are always good. Whatever you can get. Yeah. I don't um, change my sheets and wash them in the same day. It's not happening. And if that happens, nothing else is happening. Oh, <laughs> my spoons are gone. <laughs> You're like, okay, they're in the washing machine laying down. Yes. Yeah. And no, nothing else is happening. Mm-mm. That is the activity for the day. So that's bed sheets. So, because here's the thing you sweat when you sleep, you're shedding germs, like you're shedding skin cells when you sleep and all of that's getting on your bedding and your pillow. It's all getting in there. It's getting in your mattress. It's getting everywhere. Yep. That and the dust mites. I don't want to talk about dust mites. No, because they're gross. They're everywhere. You guys, you can't, you can't do anything about it. But every time they show them under a microscope, I'm like, I know I want to pass out. I'm like, oh my God. Never look at anything super magnifying microscope. <laughs> including it'll your scare you. Skin because you're going to freak out. Oh, it'll scare you. It's freaky. It's freaky. Freaky, freaky. Because um, we all have things living on us. Um, so anyway, bed sheets once a week. Your pillowcases now. Pillows and pillowcases. So reasonably, you should be changing your pillow every one to two years. That sounds pretty reasonable to me. I think that's about my average. Like every two years is about when my pillows go because I use memory foam and my memory foam pillows usually die. And then I donate them to the dogs who love them. Smart idea. Yeah. Throw them on the floor, donate them to the dogs. The recommendations for pillowcases is to change them out every two to three days. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you guys. I do my pillowcases when I do my sheets weekly or every week, you know? Yeah. Same with me. I read this, I read this and I was like, uh, what, what I, to be honest, that just doesn't happen for me. I'd love to hear from you guys if it happens for you, but no, that doesn't happen for me. me I don't, I, I can't do that. Like, first of all, who gets enough pillowcases in their sheet sets to do that? Yeah. You'd have to buy your own individual ones. And oftentimes you can't, you'd have to buy several bed sheet sets to do that. And then if you keep washing them more often than the sheet sets, they fade more. Well, I can get my, like, I have like eight extra uh, pillowcases. I just get them at Walmart for like three bucks. Yes. But like if you have special sheet sets, right. have designs that doesn't work that way. Or if you want them to, I don't care if my match, I, I don't care about that. So, and I have a special pillowcase for my hair. It's like a silk pillowcase, one of those yeah. ones for your hair. So that has to be washed in a lingerie bag and everything. So yeah. Right. But like, if you want yours to match, mm-hmm. trying to change them out every two to three days, now you're going to fade out your like nice pillowcase. Absolutely. Okay. So now I'm like taking design over hygiene, which See, this is the problem. The proper hygiene says every two to three days. Truthfully, I'm 
probably never going to do that. Me either. Just to be honest. Because I'll be honest, I'll forget. I, I mean, to be honest with you, I really will. But to be honest, that's not where I'm going to put my spoons. So I feel that. But to tell you guys what the recommendation is, if you guys want to follow the recommendation and bless your, bless you, if you follow the recommendation, because I will be very proud of you. It's every two to three days. That is, that is what they say. And so if you guys want to follow the recommendation, I am so proud of you. If you do now, so that's where you sleep. And to be honest with you, I think that is one of the places that people really forget their bodily hygiene because they, they don't think about like being hygienic where they sleep. Yeah. And they don't think about, um, that. And I think though, also changing out bed sheets, doing all that, that takes up a lot of spoons also laundry, changing out bed sheets, all of that, a lot of spoons guys. So again, planning ahead, getting extra bed sheets, getting extra, um, pillowcases. Oh, and then your mattress. So that's only something you have to think about like every, every 10, 10 years. years. Mm-hmm. So no, no big deal. And let the mattress people help you with that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. If you, if you buy from a mattress store, they'll usually take the old mattress out and give Mm -hmm. you the mattress. They sure will. All good. You won't, you really won't have to use a lot of spoons on that, Mm -mm. but that's, Mm -hmm. that's the, that's the recommendation is every 10 years, but yeah, guys, like really that's, that's an area that can take a lot of spoons out of you, but is also important to, to, to like keep your bodily hygiene in a good place. And then the other area is clothing. Clothing is an, a spot where sometimes we can focus on the wrong things when it comes to hygiene in our clothing. So like Nicole and I were talking and I'm like, you know, you don't have to wash your jeans every time you wear them. Nope. It's just not a necessary thing. Unless you wear them when you go see your doctor. Do, anytime you go to a hospital or a doctor's office, do not wear those clothes in your house and put them right into the laundry basket. Please don't crawl back into bed with stuff you've worn to the doctor. Oh my gosh. I no, see it all the time. I see it all the time and it terrifies me. No, because walking into a doctor's office, there is, there's so many sick people. Oh God, it's a Petri dish. I agree. Well, like I was saying, you also like should be washing. If you go somewhere where there's a lot of unmasked people right now, you should come home, take off your clothing, take a shower. That's one of those things. Like just don't, you have to, you have to clean your entire self off. I think it it needs to be said things you can't rewear after you've worn them once are things like your underwear. Just please don't, like, I, I know, like, people joke about, oh, I'll just turn them inside out, or I can wear them two days in a row because of the pandemic, and I'm no one's going to see me. There's a lot of bacteria that grows in there mm-hmm. and in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, don't wear your underwear two days in a row. Never, please. never. Go without before you do that. Right. Just don't. 
Um, Especially for us women, because, you know, our, our vaginal health is very important. It's already a dark, moist, closed off area. And right. it already is prone to growing things. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, like you shouldn't even wear your underwear to bed. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. You should air out, you know, your vaginal area at night and not wear underpants. It's really important for vaginal health. Like you shouldn't really wear a bra to bed if Mm-mm. you're a woman. No. You should air what's underneath the girls yeah. out. Um, try to take care of that. Just like after a shower, especially you shouldn't put talc underneath the girls never put talc underneath the girls or in the JJ area don't don't put talc on your body period anymore yeah talc is dangerous you can use cornstarch if mm-hmm. you're worried about moisture cornstarch you can use stuff with cornstarch in it just no talc do the research on that there's plenty of research now that will tell you not to use talc really that is the number one thing not to rewear like ever um you know, t-shirts can get kind of gross. That's a judgment call, but really that's up to you, but understand your clothing is going to contain the bacteria and, and germs from the day you're wearing it. Mm -hmm. I like clean clothes after I take a shower, Mm -hmm. everything that I put on needs to be clean and fresh because, Hey, I'm clean and fresh. I want everything to be clean and fresh. You know, clean and fresh is good make sure that that happens. And I know like some days it's hard to get out of bed and change because it's hard to get out of bed some days, guys. I know the spoons are just like, oh my gosh. Or some days it's hard to do the laundry. So some days I'll just take out for for the laundry. Some days I'll just take out the things that I know I'm going to need for the next couple of days. Yeah. I'll wear the (laughs) same like pajamas or just comfy clothes for a couple of days if I'm not going out of the house. There's nothing wrong with that. No, but even like to do a load of laundry. Oh yeah. Okay. Like I'll go through my laundry and I will just take out like th- maybe three days worth of underwear and a couple t-shirts and I'll just throw those into a load because I know I'm not going to have the spoons to fold a lot of laundry. Mm-hmm. I'll throw those into a load and that's it. Like, because I know I'll need the under, I know I'll need the undergarments and I know I'll need a couple of t-shirts to wear, but I'm not going to worry about anything else right now. Just sometimes it's just about what do I know I can do? Yeah. And you can only do the best you can do. Right. And that's okay. And the other side of it is like, for me, overwashing my clothes, it collects some of the chemicals from the laundry detergent. Mm-hmm. So I have to be careful about how often I wash them. Cause I can also get a rash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, be careful with the detergent you're using guys too. Yeah. Especially for people like Kelly, where you have sensitive skin, you know, especially with the EDS, you know, you guys should be using a, the, a laundry detergent that is free of everything. Yes. And even that can irritate you, but you want to start there free of everything. Yes. yes. So sometimes it's just a matter of using a very light, small amounts of laundry detergent, just enough to get things clean. Yeah. In the dryer, I use dryer balls instead of um, the sheet, dryer sheets. Because those things leave chemicals. Like my favorite commercial now is, uh, I think it's Bounce, has um, dryer sheets that they, they're like, look, it'll take the, the pet hair off of your clothes, which is a problem, obviously, for me, because I have 72 pets. <laughs> and I'm like, 
And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Except those leave like tons of chemicals on the clothes. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, oh, great. So it'll give me a new rash. Thanks. <laughs> you know, it's really awesome since you mentioned dryer balls. Those things are the bomb, man. You know, what's really great, though, is if you guys can go to your um, local health food store or any any stores, you should carry them. Get some um, uh, essential oils. You put a couple yeah. drops on a, on a ball on one of those dryer balls and throw it in the dryer and you are you're free. Yes, they're they're amazing. You guys. Oh, God, they're great. I, I love them. And I cheap. even love them when they get stuck in my leggings, whatever. <laughs> Whip those things around, wax them in the head, whatever. No, I love, I love using the dryer balls, but yeah, they're you know, great. It's, they're great. But I, so how I deal with it in the fact that I might not have a lot of spoons to do like full loads of laundry is I will sometimes just do a tiny little load and sometimes it sits in the dryer for a day or two, but I knew too. that all I threw in there were things that I didn't care if they got wrinkled. Yeah. I didn't care if it sat in the dryer for a day or two, because I could just like go in the dryer, grab something I needed out of the dryer. <laughs> I do the same. I've done that for a week where it's just sat there and I'm like, oh, my clothes are gone. I used them before I got them out of the dryer. Just kind of, you know, <laughs> what you got to do guys. And you know what you, you, you all you can do is the best you can. <laughs> sometimes all you have spoons for are to throw things into the washer and then from the washer to the dryer. Yep. And that's it. All I can say is don't leave your clothes in the washing machine mm-hmm. wet for a long period of time. Cause then they smell like sewage and they, and they start building mold. Yeah. So you got to move them into the dryer that you need to find a spoon for. Yeah. Outside of that doesn't matter. Mm-mm. It doesn't matter if you take them out of the dryer, no. you take them out of the dryer as you need them. Uh, I but- used to be so tired. I'd bring mine up and throw them on my couch and that's where <laughs> they would stay. Girl, I couldn't even bring them into the bedroom. I was like, they're just going to sit on the couch this week. I mean, or sometimes when I'm really tired, I put them on my bed to fold and I don't have any energy. So they sit on my bed for a week. Before I can't you know? do that because the I have cats, right? That's right, like right. cats love clean laundry. You I guys. know. And it just doesn't work. So mm-hmm. sitting in the dryer is better, which they can sit in the dryer until my dad gets annoyed and needs to do laundry. And then I have <laughs> to find the spoons to get them out of the dryer uh, <laughs> and hide them from the cats. Uh, yeah. But honestly, you guys, it's do what you can do. Like, I know we're giving you these recommendations to change the bed sheets one to two, every one to two weeks, change the pillowcases, move the mattress. It all sounds super overwhelming, right? But here's here's the thing about all this stuff. A, if if you take all these personal hygiene recommendations and you write them all down and you can kind of maybe plan a schedule. First of all, you can plan a schedule all you want. Your spoon, your body's going to tell you if you can follow the schedule. But the second part of it is don't get upset and freak out if you don't have the spoons that day to do it. Yeah. If, if out of the seven days that week, five of the days you brush your teeth twice that day, but two of the days you only brush your teeth once. All right. That's great. Because you know what? Some days you're not going to have the spoons. Don't worry if you went, you know, three weeks without changing your bed sheets. Because sometimes that's going to happen, guys. Sometimes we're not going to have the spoons. Best laid plans, our bodies sometimes are like, nope, it's not going to be this week, honey. Mm -mm. It's Mm -mm. just not going to be this week. 
some days these things are not going to happen. Some days you're not going to be able to take a shower. Some days you're not even going to be able to sponge bathe yourself. It's just the way it is. I mean, today I was like, I do not have the energy to do anything with my hair. It is going up in a scrunchie on the top of my head. Yep. I don't think I even brushed mine today. I put my fingers through, put a headband on it and called it a day. I don't Wait, have the energy. Does, you think this is brushed? Nicole? Oh, you didn't brush? It looks brushed. Nicole thinks my hair is brushed. But it's so no. cute though. Thank you. This is just a pile on the top of my head. Like there are things, there are times when I don't even brush my teeth until one or two o'clock in the afternoon, because that's when I have the spoons to brush my teeth. That's it all you happens, can do you guys. Yeah. It happens. Like I, we have to find when we can do things, what we can do for things. The other side of it though, is we can't become so germophobic. We become paralyzed by that's it right. or that we do the wrong things. Like you know, doctors have said for a long time, everyone advertised everything is antibacterial. And all of a sudden people were using all these antibacterial products. And then we weren't able to fight off certain bacteria because we weren't building up the, our, our bodies weren't building up the ability to fight them off because we were using too many antibacterial products. Yeah. You're taking the good bacteria off with the bad, you know, right. you need some good bacteria. So the key is to just use regular soap, which works just fine. You guys. Yes, it does. And you, if you don't believe me and you don't believe Nicole, you can look it up. Yeah. Google yeah. it. You guys, seriously, it's okay. Yes. It's all there. Doctors will tell you, stop using all the antibacterial stuff. Just use soap. Even now with COVID, just use soap. What you should be doing is like when you do come home from like the store or something, wash your hands really well. 30 seconds. And if you don't know how to wash your hands really well, there are plenty of videos that show you how to really scrub your hands. Yeah. And get all parts of your hands. Like how a surgeon scrubs their hands. And it's a really cool method gets in all the nooks and crannies. And, um, it's, it's really easy to do. Yeah. And then also take like an alcohol wipe and wipe off your phone. Every time guys, every time you come back in the house is dirtier than a toilet. Oh my God. It's disgusting. You put it anywhere. You touch it when you're touching stuff. You don't realize the phone has to be washed off it. You know, I take a little piece of Kleenex when I get home, boom, boom, boom. It literally takes me half a second. I'm done. You know it, but it's very important. You're laying that in your bed a lot of the time and oh, it's yuck. So I, so one of my favorite things is to use instead of using the, the gel on my hands when I leave the store, I like to spray. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I like to spray my phone when I leave the store. Smart. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> good plan, Kel. That's smart. I hate it. Cause I feel like everything has, everything has COVID on it all the time. <sighs> I'm like, COVID's everywhere. I spray my, I spray my, um, and when I'm in the car, I spray the steering wheel mm-hmm. and I spray my phone and I spray my hands. Um, because I am so freaked out about COVID. It's not being germophobic because before COVID, I was very like against using the the gel stuff because my hands would peel. Yeah. 
like I hate using it. And I feel like there's a film on my hands. I use a liquid one. It's actually a little stronger. It's 80% alcohol, but it's a hand set. It's real strong, but it's wonderful. I, I like the liquid, the feel of the liquid because it doesn't leave my hands grimy. I, no matter what I use, I feel like my hands are grimy Oh, because I feel like it just brings the dirt to the surface. And I feel like my hands are grimy no matter I what I use. I know. I can't wait to get home and really wash my hands for real. Yes. Like I'm, but before COVID, I never would use them never because I'm like, germs are fine. It helps me build up immunity. I don't have an autoimmune disease guys. This is why I say these things. <laughs> I mean, possibly don't have an autoimmune disease. Now they're talking about, I think they're talking about POTS being autoimmune now. That's what you were saying. You read an article. I read an article. I read an article, guys. Don't take my word on this. It was an article. Please. It could be nothing. They're doing more research on it. Who knows? Maybe all those germs I wasn't so concerned about were a problem but who knows? But yeah, don't become so germophobic though, that you're taking off the good bacteria with the bad bacteria. So just use soap, clean your stuff, but don't overdo it. Like make sure you're paying attention to your body too at the same time. But personal hygiene for us is still important. And it, what, I, what we're trying to say is like, also don't ignore it try to do your best to take care of your body because when you take care of your body, I'm going to say it very weird. Like when you take care of your body, your body takes care of you, even yes. though you may not notice it, it, it will, it just will, it will keep you from feeling worse. I, I think that's the best way to say it. So, I mean, that's kind of the personal hygiene thing. I told you guys, we weren't just going to talk about washing, how to wash your hands. <laughs> This was not a fourth grade lesson, guys. No, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's it for this week, you guys. Thanks for joining in as yes. usual. We really appreciate you listening. And feel free to share your tips, your tricks, everything in the Facebook group. We want to hear like how you guys handle it when you don't have a lot of spoons, what you guys do to make yeah. it easier on yourselves. We're always open to hear from you guys. Yeah, it could help other people. Yes, absolutely. Um, tips, tricks, and how to handle it. Yes. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Have a great week, you guys. We'll talk again soon. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.